Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with my good friend, singer, songwriter, and author, Rosanna Palmer. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you today. It's so good to uh, have you on the radio and get you to share a bit of your story today. Now, for those who don't know who you are, we're going to find out a bit of your story. But just you just got a picture a, a, a small little pocket rocket of a woman with massive red curly hair. Uh, is that a good description, would you say? I guess so. <laughs> so let's find out a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Long Worry, which is a little country town in Gippsland. And, yeah, from there we went and moved to a farm, but that's where my early years started, a little country town. Okay, and did you have a religious upbringing? Only a, a Catholic upbringing, so mm-hmm. I guess it was religious in that sense. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I grew up in a Catholic church. Mum sent us off to church, and we went to catechism on the Saturdays, which is, I guess, like Sunday school and yep. church on Sundays. <laughs> and what about your faith journey? Did you have a conversion experience as a teenager, or how did it all happen for you? I guess for me, it was a gradual thing. I know that sounds weird, but. Um, Dave, uh, grew up, I met Dave early, very early as we started our first band together and he had a Methodist upbringing and his sister became born again and she would give us books all the time. So we would, we would read these books as we were on the road and travelling in the band and they would always have a prayer in the back. So there were um, books like Run Baby Run, um, how, How to Live Like a King's Kid, crossing the switchblade and they would have this prayer in the back of inviting Jesus into your life and that's what we did so we'd say the prayer and say yep we've invited Jesus into our life and so I guess it sort of grew from there awesome there you go the big, the, the big conversion I guess was with the other members of the band who had quite a dramatic experience <laughs> and so that's where the the real dramatic change was and that's where we really had dramatic change very cool. We'll get, we'll get you to share a bit of the story yep. about the band, and just for the, some context, you know, uh, it was uh, you know Rosanna's Raiders was the band, and you know I can remember as a teenager seeing you guys at Youth Alive rallies, and you guys were you know the big rock band, and you'd do like worship songs, and and you know, but but it, it didn't start out as a Christian band. You kind of were just a you're playing in pubs and clubs, weren't you? Absolutely. Mm. I started the the first band was in in. Um, I was about 15, I think, so playing in pubs at 15 and the the band was very, the boys were very heavy in their style. They, so we played Led Zeppelin, um, you know, Deep Purple, um, you know, very, very heavy style mm. and that's where we started. That was that was our beginnings and then we went into pubs and clubs and, you know, Tina Turner, Susie Quattro, all that sort of material and, yeah. And then you started having um, a conviction about singing songs 
that were, you know, you, you basically got rid of all the bad songs and started doing good songs and writing your own Christian songs, didn't you? How, how did that all happen? Well, that that was really when we when we got born again, when we invited Jesus into our life, we realised that we could, there were certain songs we could no longer sing. <laughs> you know, we, we definitely had that conviction that, ah, it's just not right to sing some of these songs because we knew the background of some of these bands. And so we dropped out songs and we wrote songs, changed lyrics of songs, did whatever we could to do what we felt we could be authentic in our Christian walk and still play in the pubs and clubs at that time because that was our living. And how did the other boys in the band come to faith? Well, the dramatic change was when John Boshua, the sound guy who used to do sound for ACDC and Hush, he had quite a drug problem and... He really kept that from us. We didn't really know about it till he came to us one day and he said, um, I've really got a problem with, with my girlfriend. And she talked about quite dramatic experiences, you know, and voice deepening and, uh, you know, real real dramatic things. So he came and says, I need, I need help. So our brother-in-law was a pastor, so we said, well, we'll go and see our brother-in-law because he had told us stories of similar experiences, I guess. And our guitarist was living with us at the time, and he said, oh, I'm coming too. So we jumped in the car and headed off for a 100-mile, whatever it was, um, drive to, to Morwell. And we went to our, our brother-in-law and said, oh, you know, John said, my girlfriend really needs help. And he said, well, before you can help her, you've got to help yourself. And he said, well, how do I do that? He said, give your life to Jesus. And he said, okay. And we, we're sitting there, whoa, you know, that was totally unexpected. And the guitarist said, oh, yeah, I'll do that too. So they, there and then, said this prayer inviting Jesus into our life, into their life. And they looked at us and said, have you done this? And we said, well, yes, that's the prayer that we often said from the back of the book. So we said, yes, we have. <laughs> but on that on that night, the our brother-in-law said, you know the devil uses rock music, just an off-the-cuff sort of comment. And we said, right, if the devil uses rock music for his kingdom, we're going to use our music for God. And that's where the big change happened. And that's where we decided we, we're going to use our music for God. We're going to change our songs, drop certain ones. And, of course, you must realise this was only four of us there and we had a road crew and the drummer wasn't there. So, you know, we had to, to face telling the news to them. Yeah, wow. And I know that uh, you guys uh, performed all around Australia. You even went and toured in the States. And some of my favourite bands, uh, Petra, Whiteheart, White Cross, uh, you know, can you name drop? What other bands did you tour with and perform with? Yeah, Riz Band, mm -hmm. um, David Meese, Sheila Walsh. There were quite a few bands. We, yeah, it was quite a, quite a journey. We would do one tour after the other. We would do a tour, Australian tour with Rosanna's Raiders. Yeah. And then, uh, then we would do another one with Power Praise. Then I would do a solo tour. So we were really doing one after the other. Um, with the privilege of supporting these international bands, and it was quite exciting time in our life. Yeah, well, it was an amazing uh, 
season uh, when that you know power praise. I remember listening to these worship songs that like you know hard rock worship songs. I was like, wow, this is so cool, you know, because you know uh, most worship music at the time was you know a, a little more middle of the road. So uh, you really helped lead the the modern worship movement, didn't you? <laughs> well, absolutely, and I, I don't think we purposefully were trying to do anything other than use what we knew to do um, and use it in, in worship. Like we we were playing, we were a professional band, so we approached everything doing it very professionally and of course we had that style that was just who we were. We played rock and so we approached the choruses with a lot of energy and with that rock feel and I guess that was quite unique at the time and yeah, I guess it had some impact. <laughs> mm. And I'm curious to know about your church planting season. Uh, you and your yeah. husband, David, uh, planted uh, a church in St Kilda in the red light district of Melbourne, often attracting prostitutes, drug dealers, all sorts of you know people from the streets. What, what was that season like for you? Absolutely. Well, that was a... an interesting season. Um, see, when we, when we got born again, we started visiting, playing concerts in prisons and visiting regularly Wynn Layton, which was a, you know, a girls' detention centre. And when they escaped, they would go on the streets of St Kilda, so we would go there and visit them. And I guess we just thought that being involved in church life, or what you did was you become a pastor and you pastor a church. So that's what we did. We... And we felt that that was an area that we that suited who we were and that we could maybe help people there, the people that we used to visit. So we pioneered a church right in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. And, you know, we had some unique people coming <laughs> along. It was quite a challenge. We had the police visit our church services at times and we would just keep preaching the gospel and keep <laughs> singing. So, yes, it was a, quite a unique time. And because... The area didn't lend itself to having a night service. We also started a night service in Sunshine, which was very teenage-based, and then another one in Chelsea, which was very um, much reaching out to, or who turned up, were single mums. Mm. So that, that was a season that was almost 10 years of, of doing that, and it was it was challenging. It was very challenging, but... You know, it was something that I guess God wanted to do, do a work in our life. We, we still tried to do some outreaches, particularly in and around the churches. And I was always still involved in music by doing, by leading the, the praise and worship and running the worship team. But it was, it was uh, interesting times. Mm. And I know you also spent a season at Surf City Church at the Gold Coast and your husband David was part of the, the Bible school there. Uh, yeah, he was the principal of the Bible College School there for almost 10 years. It yep. was a great season as well because he loves the Word of God and he loves teaching. Mm. So that expanded us in, in a different area. He's a great preacher too. We we, we had you guys recently uh, at the uh, the soup kitchen I ran and at church, and um, I was uh, you know I knew you guys were good musically, but I didn't know he was such a good preacher. He's he's on fire, isn't he? Eh? <laughs> he is a great preacher. He's, I'm his biggest fan, of course. <laughs> he's, um, he loves the Word of God, and he really is sincere. You know, he gets up every morning and he's into the Word of God for a few hours and awesome. putting out devotions, and he, he truly is. Um, a man of the the word of God, that's yeah. for sure. He loves to expound it and put it in a way that people understand it and just explaining the word. Yeah, so good. And the good thing is that 
you know, you guys are travelling all over the place, you know. I know you've got a heart yeah. for travelling to, you know, any of the small outback towns or you go to the big cities, you know. You've been yeah. all around the world, you know, performing and, and everything. Um, yeah. is, is that what life's like for you now? You're just on the road, where, wherever you get booked, you just go and minister? That's it. Wherever the doors open, we'll go. <laughs> if it's a small church that needs needs worship and preaching, we'll go do that. If it's just to go and preach somewhere, we'll do that. So wherever the doors open. Awesome. Yeah. And I was so impressed uh, when I saw the number of books and CDs and, uh, you know, all of the, the things you guys have put out. Um, do you know how many books and, and CDs you've done over the years? Have you got that off the top of your head? Or? About 30 books, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh gosh, over twenty CDs. Wow! Yeah, we've because we've done our own CDs. We've done the Power Praise ones, mm-hmm. and also when we were in, involved in church life, we would um, record some church CDs. You know, trying to develop the team to a place where they could record as well. Awesome. So, as I said, Dave gets up first thing in the morning. He's he's writing. So yeah. that's what that those books have come from that season. Awesome. Um, when we were involved in church life, it was focused more on church life and people, and the books came like one hour a day of, of writing, but now he's able to spend many hours a day, and I've also written books. So that's come from that season of seven or eight years of being itinerant and writing during the day, recording um, CDs, continuing to record and record audio books, and on the weekends, going out and ministering, as I said, wherever the doors open. Yeah, so good, you guys. I know that you're really passionate about your, the message that you bring. And uh, if people want to find out more, is there a website they, they can go to? Facebook is the best way to contact us. Mm-hmm. Rosanna Palmer Musician can contact us on Messenger. So that's probably mm-hmm. the best place to contact us. Awesome. So good. Now, before we go, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know what? I reckon this girl's onto something. She she came came to Jesus as a young girl, and you know it's impacted her life. Uh, if people are listening that have never heard the gospel, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond? Well, the gospel certainly is good news. The fact is that Jesus died for your sin and for mine, and doesn't matter whether it's big or small, doesn't matter where your life's been. God has a great plan and a purpose. For your life he can bring you into the things that he created you to do and to be and it comes to a point where we need to surrender and say oh okay I understand that Jesus died for my sin and I, I repent of everything I've done wrong and I invite you Jesus into my life and change me change me on the inside and, you know, inviting him into our life then involves a, a life of surrender, but it's surrender to a God of love. God has great purpose for your life, and he loves you. He loves you more than anybody else on this earth could ever love you, and he has great plan and purpose for your life. But we, we are the ones that need to surrender to the fact that he died for us, that we needed him to die for us, and that, that we are now born again into a new kingdom where he is Lord. Oh, that's such good news. You know, if people are listening to this and want to respond, uh, you can send us an email, uh, info at historymakersradio.com, and uh, we're happy to send you a Bible from the Bible League. We'd love to uh, follow you up and give you information about following Jesus. And uh, once again, if you want to find out more about Rosanna Palmer, uh, you can look her up on Facebook, Rosanna Palmer Musician, and you'll find all the info there. It is so good to uh, hear your story today, Rosanna. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry, and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.